First Class Fatherhood. That is where Alec Lace comes in with his popular podcast. And one of the most interesting was on a podcast. Alec Lace interviews high-profile fathers from actors to NFL players with a vision to change the narrative of fatherhood and family life. Welcome, everybody, to episode 710 of First Class Fatherhood. I am happy, as always, to be here with you guys today. And we are heading into the Memorial Day weekend. I have a very special Memorial Day episode. I was going to put this out on Monday, but I really wanted to put it out today to give you guys the opportunity to listen to it throughout the Memorial Day weekend. I know many people have plans. Uh, they go away or they have events that they're doing all weekend. So I wanted to make sure you guys had the opportunity uh, to listen to this episode. It's very important. Gold Star Father Charles Strange joins me on the podcast today. Charlie Strange is the first class father and Gold Star Father of Michael Strange. His son Michael was in the Navy serving with SEAL Team 6 and was killed on August 6, 2011 on Extortion 17, which was such a tragic event. The largest single incident loss of life in naval special warfare history. Michael Strange was a cryptologist. He was attached to DevGrew, or better known as SEAL Team 6. He was a part of the unit that raided and killed Osama bin Laden. He is a true American hero, and he died a hero in combat in Afghanistan. His father, Charlie, wrote a book, Relentless, A Gold Star Father's Pursuit of Truth. There are so many different questions that are still unanswered about that tragic event uh, extortion 17 that happened back in August of 2011. And we all know, fast forward 10 years, uh, what a debacle it was that President Joe Biden made while pulling out our troops and costing uh, American lives during the withdrawal from Afghanistan. But I really encourage you to get over to the Michael Strange Foundation. Go to michaelstrangefoundation.org. The link to his book and to the foundation will be in the description of this podcast episode for you guys to go check out. Always difficult uh, to talk to Gold Star Fathers on the podcast. They've sacrificed uh, so much for our freedoms. Uh, Charles Strange is, is somebody that I met in person. I met him last year at the Navy SEAL Swim Across the Hudson River, which is a fantastic event. It's going on again this summer. Uh, I've covered it the last two years. I plan on making an announcement about this, but I plan on doing the swim with the SEALs this year. There'll be much more on that to come at a later time. But I do hope that you guys do find time this Memorial Day weekend to sit down with your kids and talk to them about all the sacrifices that have been made for our freedom. It is not free. So many gave so much and some gave all to our nation's freedom. And we really wouldn't stand a chance in this world without them. So it's such an honor to have Charles Strange on the podcast with me. He's going to be here in just a few minutes. So please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with Charles Strange was recorded on video. It's available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So if you want to watch the conversation between the Gold Star Father and myself, please subscribe to First Class Fatherhood on YouTube. Link is in the description of today's podcast episode. All right, and I have been blessed to speak to quite a few Gold Star parents on the podcast here. Uh, you can go through the list uh, back in the episodes and check them out. I had Karen and Billy Vaughn, whose son was a SEAL Team 6 operator that was also killed in Extortion 17. Aaron Vaughn, they joined me on the podcast together. I had Larry Brown, whose son, Adam Brown, was killed on March 17th, 2010. There is a phenomenal book written about Adam Brown, SEAL Team 6 operator as well, called Fearless by Eric Blem. I highly recommend everybody to read that book. Also, George Monsoor joined me last year for Memorial Day. Uh, his son, Mikey Monsoor, was killed September 29, 2006 in Ramadi. So if you get a chance, I would love for you guys to go back and check those episodes out, especially this weekend. It means so much. 
So please take a minute to go back through the archives there and check them out. I hope you guys are following me on Rumble. I have the new show, The Alec Lay Show, on Rumble. It's only on Rumble. I broadcast live there every Tuesday and Thursday at 1 p.m. Yesterday, I had Judge Janine Pirro join me on the show. So please, the, the link is down there in the show notes. Help me build the channel over there. Build my presence. Anything you could do to help me spread the word would be greatly appreciated. And my pillow has got a big Memorial Day blowout sale going on, and you could save even more money by using the promo code FATHERHOOD at MyPillow.com. So take advantage of that. And, and the best I can do this Memorial Day weekend is really pray to God that I am living a life that has been worthy of all the sacrifices that have been made for the United States of America. So let's jump into this. As always, guys, please help me spread the word about the podcast. Every father in your neighborhood or your contact list, let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. You guys know it. Every day is Father's Day right here on the podcast. And here comes my interview straight up with Gold Star Father Charles Strange on First Class Fatherhood. <laughs> Joining me now, First Class Father, Gold Star Father, Charles Strange. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Well, it's an honor to have you here. So let's start like this. How many kids do you have? How old are they? I have uh, four children. Uh, Michael was the oldest. Then his brother, Charles. We call him Chaz. He's 35. Caitlin, she's 33. And Carly is 19. Plus, I have two stepchildren, Andrew, he's 38, and Rachel is 35. Wow. And then we have seven grandchildren. Oh, wow. Congratulations on that. That's awesome. And so if you could hear, uh, uh, Charlie, please uh, take a minute for the, for the people that don't know. Obviously, I mentioned at the top here, you're a gold star father. Your son, Michael Strange, killed in combat. If you could let the listeners know uh, a little bit about your son, Michael. Sure, sure. My name's Charles Strange. I'm the gold star father of Michael Strange, killed in action August 6, 2011, 93 days after the Bin Laden raid. Uh, he was in a Chinook helicopter, CH-47D, in Afghanistan in the Tangine Valley, and he got killed with 29 other brave Americans and barked the warrior dog uh, it was the biggest loss of life in Iraq and Afghanistan. It was the biggest loss of life in a single day to the Navy Special Warfare. 22 of the men were from Dev Group. And, um, you know, you lo lose a piece of your heart that day. You know, he came home from the Bin Laden raid and he was different. And uh, it was his birthday, June 6th, D-Day, right, of course. And uh, he was born June 6th, 1986. Um you know how it affects your family uh, and, and and the siblings, too. Like, a lot of people forget about the siblings. And, uh, you know, Michael was Philly Philly. Like, we ran the Rocky Steps. Uh, he worked in a local bar when he was in high school. Uh, he learned, uh, you know, work hard and play hard. And, um, you know, my other son, uh, Chaz, is in Sprinkler Fitters Union. And uh, how it affects us you know, because we do these weekends with the Michael Strange Foundation, we'll bring 30 to 40 parents in. And and lately we've been bringing in the brothers and sisters that are over 18. And, uh, you know, some of the brothers and sisters kill themselves after they lose somebody in Iraq and Afghanistan. And, uh, Christine Koch from right there, right, right from where you're from. Uh, Stephen Koch, uh, 
The daughter went, his sister went to uh, Rutgers, master's degree, never did a drink or drinking or drugging and everything like that. And uh, she kept on to the parents. Why do you keep going to all these things? Stephen's coming home. Stephen's coming home. And uh, they took her to her psychologist a few times. And then she, 18 months later, she wrote a note. I'm going to go be with my brother and took a handful of pills and killed herself. K-O-C-H, Christine Koch. Um, so now we're really, you know, the brothers and sisters. And I was saying with my son, <clears throat> Michael's brother, <clears throat> I'm like, you okay? You okay? <clears throat> he said, dad, I lived in the same room with him for 18 years, you know. So then you worry about that too. <clears throat> we had Stephen Donna Folks, gold stars from South Carolina, Gaffney, South Carolina. Their son was shot and killed in Afghanistan. Their other son, 16 months later, carrying on, missing his brother, car accident, and died. You know, so uh, how, you know, you're losing a loved one over in the Middle East uh, it affects the families, the brothers, the sisters, the moms, dads, and the best friends, you know. Uh, it's 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 brutal. It's every day, and every day is Memorial Day for us. Every day is Memorial Day for us. And uh, yeah, well said, Charlie. And and you mentioned it there. I was going to ask you about that because I know we we hear about so many of our our heroes that have died in the Iraq Afghanistan war, but we you know it's easy to forget that each one of those lives is attached to a family that really loves them and misses them. And so it walk me through, when did you find out? When did you first find out what happened to Michael? What happened in extortion 17? And how did you as a dad kind of be able to uh, keep it together for uh, your other son, your daughters, uh, your family? How, how did how did that all play out? Well, it was, uh, you know, August 5th, I got this tattoo. It's the American flag. I'm like, Michael would like this, you know, boom, boom, boom. He comes home and because uh, he left there to Bin Laden, Rady called. And, but August 5th, I get the tattoo and, you know, uh, he's going to be home for Thanksgiving, down Fishtown in Philadelphia. My sister's Aunt Maggie's. That's on my phone still. I don't know if that's weird or not. We got him on tape recorder, his voice. Yo, Dad, I love you. I'll see you for Thanksgiving down there, Maggie's. And then August 6th, these four dudes come to the door, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And then they didn't know what happened. I said, what do you mean you don't know what happened? You just know that your son died. And then people started coming, and the press started coming from Philadelphia, all the TV stations. And then it was on the TV station that it crashed into a mountain, and 30 men died, plus eight Afghans that were on there. And um, then it was a quick reaction force. They were saying that, that Michael and all them guys jumped in to help the Rangers. And uh, it was a mess. It was a mess. You're out of your mind. You're like, you don't know how he died. And uh, eventually uh, some of the, some came out that it was an RPG. It was an established setup to kill them guys uh, without a doubt. Uh, excuse me. Some of the contractors that have been over there, some of the Taliban, Karzai, they knew. They knew, Alex, so much that after they killed my son, August 6th, over the uh, internet, we just killed SEAL Team 6. They were bragging. They knew. How'd they know who was in the helicopter? You know? So uh, we fought. We fought for answers. We're still fighting. Um 
I can't tell you right now, but we got some really good news the other day about uh, some things from Washington, D.C., finally uh, getting somebody held accountable. Uh, actually, literally yesterday, Bunch of us got the email. But uh, so <clears throat> we go to the briefing down in, in, in Virginia uh, in October. My wife, we're in this hotel. She leaves a note at the front desk. Anybody coming in from Extortion 17 would like to meet the strangers in the lobby at 7 o'clock. So a bunch of parents, I asked the hotel, I bought a conference room. I told them what it's about. They said, sure. And each parent had like different stories, what they first heard, you know, uh, the mountain, something went wrong with the helicopter. The next day, a bus comes, they take us to uh, Little Creek, where this guy, Jeffrey Colt, did the investigation in two weeks on 30 guys dying. So... We're in this theater, all 60 parents. He's going over the guys that flew the helicopter. God bless him. The one guy never flew in, in Afghanistan. Uh, you know, uh, it was a rush job. Um, and then General Colt says uh, it was an RPG 100 yards in the pitch dark that hit the rotary, and it was a lucky shot. And I stood up and I said, What did you say? And some other words I said, lucky shot, all our sons are dead. And I went a little crazy. And um, they grabbed me and all that. And uh, as we're leaving, they gave us a folder. And with the folder, they gave us some pages and there was a disc in there. So you get home, you don't look at it right away. And a couple of days later, I open it up and I'm looking at the pages. You can read the first page, you can read the second page. But the rest of the pages didn't have no ink. There was no toner. It wasn't blacked out. So I called up General Pivis, Sean Pivis, Commander-in-Chief of CENTCOM. I said, Sean, I got a bad copy here. I said, can you send me another one? He said, well, Charlie, I got a lot of complaints about that. I said, all right, send me a new one. He said, I can't. We burned it. You burned all the information in two months? But this disk, you put it in the computer, and all these little blocks pop up. You click, 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 click. I'm like, man, I'm not a computer guy. And uh, my wife gets on the computer and she figures out chick, 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 after about eight hours and 1,364 pages come out. And it was, the disk was encrypted. It, it blew up our disk. And uh, they didn't want anybody asking any questions about what happened. And they didn't, you know, they didn't expect two people from Philadelphia, Gold Star parents to ask any questions. And uh, when we got them 1,364 pages, uh, the NSA came after us. Um, we won the first case in the history of America against the NSA, 2013 in Washington, D.C., the third highest court in the country. Judge Leon was our judge. He fought Orwellian. Snowden's lawyers were there. The NSA fought 14 lawyers. Uh, Obama's people were there, and uh, Obama talked about us on, on one, before he went on one of his vacations. We're going to look into we know what's going on with the NSA. And at the court hearing, they said, Your Honor, we don't spy on the American people. Mr. Strange's son is an American hero. He's going through grief. And uh, our lawyer stood up, and he held the newspaper up, the Washington Post. He says, 
from two weeks ago, Your Honor, 14 employees from the NSA fired for spying on his spouses. Judge Leon, he wears a bow tie. He went, what are you kidding me? You know what I mean? And uh, so we go to the second highest court, three judges, second highest court in, in the country, right? And we win the case again. And between that, they, they our computer over there, we don't have a camera on our computer where my wife downloaded it. And she's getting on the computer and I'm in the other room and I hear her screaming. I said, what's going on? She goes, they took my picture. They took my picture. I said, what do you mean they took your picture? I said, how'd you get your picture up there? And it said FBI, 10 to 12 years and a real time picture like me and you talking right now. Boom, all of a sudden it comes up. So that was on channel three, six and 10 of Philadelphia too. And they were all trying to figure out how they binged it and took her picture. They didn't want us asking any questions. And they definitely didn't think anybody was going to figure out the 1,364 pages. So what they did was they changed the law. They're allowed to go on your computer and go on your phone and, and, and follow you and trace you. So through all that going on, trying to hold it together, we went to Washington, D.C. We had... Uh, I think you might have had some of these people on. We had uh, Alan West, General Boykin, General Valet, Navy SEALs. We had 38 appearance at the National Press Club in Washington, D.C., 2013. For me, I want a congressional hearing. 30 guys die 93 days after the Bin Laden raid. Somebody has to be held accountable, you know. And there was cameras out. There was probably 100 cameras. I'm not exaggerating in, in the National Press Club. Barack Hussein Obama said, if one person plays that, you lose your press pass to the Pentagon. If you have nothing to hide, I'm just asking questions, you know. So uh, through all that, you know, we still fighting and going on. I went to a couple strengths, try to get help about the grief and the loss because you're, you're like, you're, you know, a piece of your heart's missing and you're worried about your kids. And then I called another gold star father up uh, from, from Pennsylvania, Bernathan, Pennsylvania, guy by the name of Grant Smith. His son, Tristan Smith, was killed in Iraq, IED. And I called him up for a cup of coffee. And he said, sure, I'll meet you. And uh, we started talking. We were there for like an hour and a half. And he was like me. He was angry. He was crying. Then we were talking. I came home to my wife. I said, I feel better. And... Um, I so said, we should bring more parents in together and meet each other. And that's what we do with the Michael Strange Foundation. Uh, our 15th weekend is Memorial Day weekend in Wildwood, New Jersey. If, you, if you're coming south, come on down. Uh, a few people, American Legion Post is doing something for us. A veteran's opening a new liquor store, so that should be good Saturday. Uh you know, uh, we've brought over 400 parents in. We paid for the plane tickets, the hotel, because the guys that you just mentioned, Drago, Rob O'Neill, they come and do things. Bill Brown, Bill Brown's always there, but he always takes his shirt off. After a couple shots, Bill's crazy. Uh, giant heart, you know, them guys, you know, them guys from the teams and help us out to raise some money. Because I believe the Gold Star parents should never have to pay for anything. You know, pay their house off and uh, never have to pay taxes. That's how they do it in Israel. You know, so we we do these weekends. Uh, we just did five days here in Philadelphia, Wednesday to Sunday, two weeks ago. We took them to a Phillies game on Thursday. 
took him for a Tony and Nikki's cheesesteak in South Philly, hung up a picture of their sons or daughters, because we had uh, Bob Huff came. Uh, his daughter was Samantha Huff, the first girl killed in uh, Iraq. Poor Samantha, she was only 18 years old, IED, blew off both their legs. They came out and got her, but then they couldn't find her way back. And she bled out to death. And I said to Bill Brown, I said, why couldn't they find their way back? And he said, when you're driving back, they're setting all cars on fire and the GPS is going. And then they're setting bombs off and more fires. That's why they couldn't get her back. And um, but his Bob Huff's a good friend of mine. He's from Tucson. Uh, so it helps meeting all these other gold star parents. We opened the Bible up, of course. You know how beautiful heaven is. John 15, 13, anybody who lays down their life for and Psalm 23. But we get all the parents to write a letter out. We and they all go like this. I ain't writing no letter, but they all write the letter so far. 15 weekends, everybody wrote a letter. And then Saturday morning they read the letter to their son and tell us about their son and how they deal with the grief. And uh, that has helped us immensely. Uh, you know, we, we, we bring the parents in that the kids that went over to Iraq, Afghanistan now that uh, killed themselves. Um, like this one we just did two weeks ago. We had four parents, two from Texas, two from New York, from Long Island. And the kids went to the VA with the dad and uh, they seen combat over there. They both did two tours and they seen a therapist and they gave him pills. Then three months later, they went back, seen a different therapist at the VA and got more pills. So the father takes the kid back and says, my son's addicted now. And they said the waiting list is 90, 90 days to 10 months to get them into a rehab at the VA. And they died. Both stories very similar. Yeah. And, um, you know, so, you know, helping others, just like our sons do, just like you do with everybody, you know, let people know freedom's not free. Um, that 9-11, uh, so it never happens again, or the Boston bombing. I mean, there's been so many attacks. Everybody knows about 9-11, Boston bombing, San Bernardino, but there's been so many attacks in the United States that people don't hear about, you know, and and our, our military protects us from things that, you know, beyond our, our vision, you know, and uh, my son loved what he did. You know, once he got into the, you know, he was 21 years old. They put him on SEAL Team 6, the gold squadron. His call sign was GY4, Gold Yankee 4. And um, I said to them, why is my son got to be the Yankee? You guys didn't get over that yet? You know, so we learned to laugh again, you know what I'm saying? Because if not, you get too angry, you get too sad. You know, the Grim Reaper comes in and uh, you know, uh, a lot of questions about Extortion 17. It's in my book right here on Amazon, $20. Some of the 1,300 pages are in here, Alec. I just want to read you. Were you in the military? No, no, sir. I just want to read one thing to you real quick right here from the 1,300 pages. And it says, May 11th, 2011, right? Nine days after the Bin Laden raid. And it's at late May, and it's out of the uh, task force. And it says something to the fact that over 100 Taliban plan to travel from the blank Providence through the Tangine Valley, where they all died, 
Hunter Talman go to the Tangine Valley, May 11, 2011, to possibly shoot down the coalition force aircraft. Wow. Did they know? Yeah. It's right here. They I, knew. I, I, I was in the military, you know what I mean? So uh, there was IEDs around the landing site going up to the landing site where they died. Taliban under the trees, Taliban on the roof, and they got everything. You know, they got night vision goggles, they got man packs, heat, heat seeking missiles, you know, Benghazi thing, excuse me, RPGs, ARs, they got all. But under Barack Hussein Obama, he changed the rules of engagement more than any president. Bush changed them too, don't get it wrong. But Obama changed the rules of engagement six times. Six times, you know. So, because there was a girl on a C-130 that watched my son die, Joni Marquez, and uh, that poor girl, she asked to open up fire six times on it because there were so many Taliban there, and she got denied. Um, my son, they weren't that high. He jumped out. Um, actually, we just going through some papers, and uh, I called Dover and got the autopsy report out. They said everybody burned beyond recognition. 38 skulls, 38 C-spines. That's what happens all, you know, all over the world in the newspapers. And when I got the autopsy report, I was like, and they sent a disc. And, uh, but I'm reading the papers and his back's and spine's okay. And he has some bullet holes. His ankle, my wife said, look, look, be careful. And she shows me, but he, he was like this, Al, with a gun in his hand. He wasn't burned at all. You could see his skin. You could see the hair on his. It wasn't burned. His ankle was almost off. So then I talked to that girl, Joni, that was in the C-130. And in the 1,300 pages, Jeffrey Colt, who did the investigation in two weeks, said, well, did anybody live? And they said, well, yeah. There was people alive. My son was alive for like 15, 20 minutes. You know what I mean? And, uh, wow. Like, wow. what the freak? You know what I'm saying, man? Uh so a lot of questions about extortion 17. Nothing will ever bring my son back, um, but it should never, ever happen again. No, and That's I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna to put the link to your book, Relentless, in the description of this podcast, as well as the Michael Strange Foundation, so listeners can get over there, and I encourage them to check it out. And I know that I, I, I did have um, Aaron Vaughn's parents, Billy and Karen Vaughn, on a while back, and I know Billy wrote a book about this. Uh, a lot of a lot of questions uh, about extortion seventeen, and what's crazy is now it's uh, you know ten years almost to the day uh, after extortion seventeen is when now President Biden pulled out of Afghanistan and did it in such a way that seemed to be such a catastrophe, and so and so many people have and so many people are still uh, dying from the war in Afghanistan, whether that be relatives of of people who fought there or the people who fought there themselves. We're still taking casualties from both of those wars right now. But what, what is your take? Uh, to, uh, like I said, it was August 6, extortion 17, 2011, August of 2021, Biden pulls out of Afghanistan. What was your take about the way the United States pulled out of Afghanistan? Disgrace. I talked to some of them parents. They were up here in Pennsylvania. We live right in Montgomery County, right outside the city now. I met some of them parents, man. The Taliban, not a, the Taliban knew. There was a, a wall. Taliban 
people that wanted to get out of Afghanistan and then our soldiers were here, some of the soldiers got shot in the back because they were on the other side. But how could Biden say anything like that? And that guy, Joe Biden, he should be, first of all, May 3rd, 2011, the day after the Bin Laden raid, Joe Biden at the Rich Carlton in Delaware. Still Team Six killed Bin Laden. Still Team Six. Robert Gates came and said, yo, what are you doing? He was Secretary of Defense. You got to be kidding me. He exposed SEAL Team 6. He put a target on my sons. And then for what he did to these 13 Marines that got killed, pulling out like that and leaving all our equipment, billions of dollars and 13 men dying and women, you know, to call it a success. Are you kidding me? It's a disgrace. You know, our country's in big trouble. We're in big trouble, man. And I know you know that. And uh, we're looking around like what's going on in our military today. Uh, it's the smallest it's ever been. Uh, everything with that transgender thing. Like, you got to be kidding me. Uh, who cares if, you know. It, it's just it's just sad, man. I, I met more kids. So many kids that were in the military that were going to do, you know, 10 16 years, get a grip, you know what I mean? Get the you know, for the college money or have that under their belt to go into the police department or state troopers. Four years and now, four years and now. And uh, with with Biden in office, this is it's a disgrace. Like, you know, somebody's got to be held accountable. Somebody's got to do something. You know. Yeah, and I seen that just like you said. I know that they had a, a a transgender Navy recruitment video that that had got put out, and it's just. And I know a couple of years ago, I ha- I had Jocko Willink on the show and asked him because they changed the Navy Seal ethos to be gender neutral, despite the fact that there's never been a Navy Seal woman, or I doubt that there ever will be one in the history of the Navy Seal teams. But they did that, and you kind of saw the writing on the wall, which led us to this year them putting out a transgender. Like you, uh, what in the world does that have to do? Uh, with w- what the military is supposed to be about, uh, be about, and it's just, uh, it's, it just seems like that's kind of mirroring what's going on in our entire country right now. And uh, and and then I'll get your take on the pulse of the country right now. You're somebody that you know y- your son sacrificed his life fighting for this country. You're a gold star father. What is your take on what's happening right now in this country in America here? This country now is communism and socialism. It's here. It's not. That's what's happening. When they can tell you NSA, right? 2000, they, they tapped my phone, went in my freaking computer for asking quite. I was a construction worker in Philly in the laborers union and a car dealer at one of the casinos. You know what I mean? Are you kidding me? You're going to tap my phone, go on my computer for what's happening in this country? You know, Edward Snowden, what he did, that was the only move he had that kid. First, he thought he was a traitor. But with our pulse in our country, we're in bad shape, man. Look at the prices of everything. Nobody wants to work. Our military is small, more divided than it's ever been. You know what I mean? Like, who cares? I know gay people. They get mad at all the stuff that's going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, who cares? I go to work. I worked with the gays, a couple gay dudes. We ate lunch together. You know, that was... You never know. They didn't brag about it. But, you know, but this shit going on, uh, the pulse of our country is big trouble. Let me tell you something. Pennsylvania did not lose Donald Trump. 
President Trump had me at the White House twice, asked her to bring Gold Star families down in June 2017. It was amazing. We made the state red, man, Berks County Patriots up in northern Pennsylvania. Seven, eight hundred people once a month. Me and my wife would go up there, speak the Lehigh Valley Tea Party, 600 people once a month. Just had Bill Brown speak there and that dude from Newsmax, Hogan. He spoke there, I guess it was like three months ago, but you know, we're, you can't beat the mail in ballots. So check this out. Tuesday was election day here in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So me and this kid from MIT, where we live at, we get certified to go in from a judge to see the mail-in ballots. You ready for this? You ain't going to believe this. So we get the badges. We drive up to Norristown, Pennsylvania. Kid's got his book bag. Boom. I said, show him the certifications, right? We get there. Three girls. They go, Republican or Democrat? I said, no, we're just here for, to check the mail-in ballots. So the other girl goes, that means he's a Republican. So they give you a red badge, but the other side was white. So I told the kid, I said, flip the badge so they don't know. And you put this loop around. You walk down this hallway, down this hallway, down this hallway, and you go in the back. And there's these people with these machines, cannon machines. I'll text you the information, Edward. Because I told the kid, I said, start writing everything down. And we're walking in, and the machines open up. The envelope goes here. The mail-in ballot goes here in another box. Boom, boom, boom. They're not allowed to talk to you. All of a sudden, the supervisor sees us. They come swarming in on us. They go, yo, you ain't allowed in here. I said, oh, yes, we are. We got the judges. We're now. We're checking the mail and mail. They take us to the end of the room, Alex, behind plexiglass, like you were in prison. So you couldn't see if it was signed or not, the ballot. Because on that side, the people were getting the boxes where people took them out and just putting them in the machines. But so my question was, when you mail it in, you would have to fold it, right? How come some of the pieces of paper they're putting in the ballots were flat? If they're all mail-in ballots, they would all be folded. How come I'm certified from a judge, I can't see the ballot going into the machine? I, I, I know that there's so many, so many questions, so many things that never made sense, and, and all of it, all the changed in the middle of the night, and it's well, unfortunately, uh, it played out the way that it did. And now the focus has got to be on this upcoming election that's coming next time, because if we don't if there's not a change coming in this one, I think it's lost for good. I don't know if it'll ever get turned around. So this one, I think I know we say this every year or every presidential term that this is the biggest one we've ever had. I think we say the same thing probably every four years. But it seems like uh, if it doesn't happen this year. Or in 2024, there, there's going to be, uh, I, I don't know what the fate of America is going to be. But right now, just like you mentioned, so many of those things that are going around, especially for parents in this country right now, the school system seems to be so turned uh. against your children. They want to pr- keep secrets from your kids, uh, from the parents that the kids are telling the teachers. They're indoctrinating the kids with all these LGBTQ books. And if you say anything about it, they, they label you a bigot. There are so many things, and you mentioned the inflation, the prices, uh, everything just seems against. And I, I really consider the American family to be the underdog in this country right now, because even though despite all this stuff that's getting thrown at them, they keep fighting, they keep working, they keep supporting, and they keep raising their families, despite the fact that it seems like the country is turned against them. So I hope we can get that turned around in 2024. There's no doubt about that. 
But let me ask you this, because I know you mentioned for yourself, every day is Memorial Day. This weekend is Memorial Day weekend. What does Memorial Day weekend mean to you and how will you how do you plan on spending it? Well, we're leaving Thursday. Uh, we're meeting 12 Gold Star families in Wildwood down at 16th Street, a veteran. You mentioned that, uh, yeah. <laughs> gave us three beautiful condominiums down there. And uh, there's, you know, Memorial Day is the time to honor and remember, uh, you know, what it, all the all the young men, women, fathers, wives, sisters, brothers that died fighting for our freedoms, which we don't have anymore. Um, you know, but all, I'm asking everybody, just take a minute, ask God, pray for the families, the Gold Star families, give them strength, help them keep going. Um, because a lot of the parents die after you bury a child, whether it's two years or three years or a year, that broken heart syndrome drill. Um, many, quite a few of the parents I met, you know, uh, passed. Uh, so we can just ask for prayers. We're going to, we're going to honor our sons at, at the American Legion post Monday. They're hosting us for a big lunch and, uh, you know, that's what we do, because we don't have to explain ourselves. When, when you're other gold star parents, that's something the parody child is. Uh, you don't have to explain yourself. Why? Why all of a sudden you walk into a store and you just start crying? It just comes. The, 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 the Grim Reaper, they call it depression. I don't call it depression. It just comes in at you. You know, that sadness It's like a dark cloud, like wham and uh you know, being with other parents to help you out and then talk about it. And then for me, you know, I always take a shower. I'm trying to get the sadness off me. You know, the first three weeks, my son died. I must have took four or five showers a day. I was like, anybody? And then that's what's great about our foundation. I asked the other parents, I said, anybody take a lot of showers? They go, yeah, yeah, not all of them, but some. And then I talked to a therapist. We always have a therapist on our weekends with the Michael Strange Foundation. And they said, we're trying to get the sadness and the grief off. And uh, yeah, we'll be we'll all be together Memorial Day weekend, man. Uh, down the shore, something with the ocean helps a lot too. You know, with the salt air, the waves coming in and down helps with the healing. But most of all, I can ask everybody in your audience before you light that grill up, please shoot up a prayer for the families. Yeah, very, very well said. And I, again, I'm going to put the, the link in the description for the Michael Strange Foundation, as well as for your book, Relentless, so the listeners can get over there and check it out. And they can find out more about Michael over there at the Michael Strange Foundation. But what would you, for the listeners, for the first time hearing this story, hearing about Michael Strange, what is the legacy of Michael Strange? What do you want that to be? Michael Strange's legacy is that he was a CTR1, cryptologist code breaker. I used to call him my James Bond guy. Um Mayor, bring me over that medal. They gave him the National Intelligence Medal of Valor. Only 17 been given out in the history of America since the Wind Talkers and WW2. We knew he was smart. We didn't know he was that smart. Um, he learned Arabic and Pashtun. Uh, and this is it right here, people. I want my son to be known. Then anybody from Philly, you know, we're from Philly, you know, row home, North Catholic High School, under the L, the Rocky thing, you know, uh, to learn, to train what you can do in this country and to fight back for your freedoms. What, what everybody has to do, you know, we all have to start standing up. 
Yeah. The birthplace of America right here, Philadelphia, baby, right? Liberty Bell, Statue of Liberty, Betsy Ross. Some people think it started in Boston. No, 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 no. It started right here in Philadelphia, baby. And Michael Strange kept it going on. My son, God bless him. I love him. And uh, this one, he's got 17 medals. But this one, they gave us at the NSA. You know what that stands for? National Security Agency. But what do you got it for? No such agency. <laughs> <laughs> super spook. He was super spook. Some of his buddies... They all keep an eye on me and my wife and his brothers and sisters. And, uh, yeah, he did some amazing, amazing things. And uh, he loved what he did. It's hard, man. I, 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 can't, I, I, can't, I can't even begin to imagine. And, and your son, uh, a hero, died a hero uh, for this country. There he is, uh, Michael Strange. Again, get over to the Michael Strange Foundation. Link is in the description of today's podcast episode. Find out more about Michael, more about the Strange family, more about the foundation. Encourage you to do so, especially this Memorial Day weekend, as we honor all those men and women that gave. Basically, we would have zero shot in the world today without them. And I know that that's the truth. So, uh, and the last thing I want to hit you with here, Charlie, I love to ask all the dads that I get on this podcast, what kind of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about to be father who's out there listening? I, I would tell him, you know, for, for me, what I did with my children, always said a prayer before breakfast, before dinner, you know what I mean? Books, yo, do your homework. Let me see what you did. And then I, for me, I might start delivering newspapers. Him and his, all my kids had to work. <laughs> you had to work. You know what I mean? Daddy ain't giving it up. You know what I mean? There's too many of them. And uh, he did cement work, famous Schmidt's Brewery. You know, we took the old steel out of there. You know, we hustled scrapped metal. Uh, he helped me with some concrete jobs, him and his brothers. And, uh, you know, even my daughters, you know, uh, American values, you know, nothing's free in life. That's all full. You know, you got to go out and earn it. And, uh, you know, and for me, the other thing was, you know, uh, besides all the sports games and everything, and when they were little, you know, tuck them in and, and talk to them about Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. You know, that there's somebody up there that's going to, you know. For me, that's what was it, you know, the memories. Uh, we fished a lot. We had a place down in uh, Lewis, Delaware for our summers. Of course, we had Jersey Shore, too. But uh, take time. Take time with your kids, man. That money, you know, I, I, I didn't do it all. You know, I chased that money sometimes. We had so many bills. But, you know, I, I, I thank God. I shut up with this, like Mike was stationed in Hawaii. I went, took off, I spent 15 days with him in Hawaii. You know what I mean? Like screw the money, I'm going to hang out with my son. And I'm glad when he went to SEAL Team 6, he bought a home in Virginia Beach. Boom, we're going to Virginia or Mike will come back up here, him and his brother, his sister, you know. And, and that's, you know, uh, I teach him. Don't ever let the kids, you know, always ask them what's going on. Love them, hug them, and I'll shut up with this. With my kids and my sons, we all give each other a kiss on the cheek, whether he was on the corner in Philly, drinking his quarter beer and then hiding it like dad didn't see me. I'd get out and in front of all his boys, you know how the neighborhood boys are, and then we'd give each other a hug and a kiss no matter where we were. Yeah. 
Well said. I, I love the message. This has really been an honor for me. Uh, Charles Strange, you are a first class father all the way. God bless you and your family. And thank you for giving me a few minutes of your time here on First Class Fatherhood. Thank you. God bless. You have been listening to First Class Fatherhood. Please visit www.firstclassfatherhood.com to find out more details. You can order First Class Fatherhood advice and wisdom from high profile dads on Amazon.com or wherever books are sold. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Proverbs 22.6 tells us, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will never depart from it. God bless, and I'll catch you next time.